Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is mayoral candidate Greg Adela. And he's here to talk about the recent gun violence in the city of Albany. So, Greg, we were supposed to do something last week, and then something came up for you, and you said, let's do it this Tuesday, which is kind of fortuitous because there's (laughs) been, you know, important stories that hit the paper over the the news media the last couple of days. So, yeah, you know, what is your what's your um, plan to alleviate all the stuff that's going on? All yeah, this well, gun violence. Yeah, well, good morning, and thanks again, Cynthia, for for having me on. And and uh, unfortunately, you know. Um, when you say fortuitous, you know, it's unfortunate with these circumstances of what's going on with violence, continuing violence in Albany. And I'll say right out of the gate, I don't have the panacea for this, okay? I don't. I've been covering it for three years. This administration is tone deaf. There is no response from them in denouncing any violence. And I've been talking about it on our block alone, just on our block, for three years. Mm -hmm. It's the same block where the mayor's adopted son's brother was murdered, and you would think that that would start a a motion of, hey, we really got to get this under control. We have to be more transparent. We have to show up. We have to uh, take these lawlessness people and hold them accountable and persecute them to the hill. Now, what's been going on uh, within the past week uh, you know, you've got an establishment, they declared a state of emergency and, and the uh, unprecedented uh, in, in, in Albany before that the, the mayor uh, closes the establishment down. Now, because it's a nuisance. Now, I can't say, okay, I, I know that there's, uh, there were calls, over 20 uh, 911 calls, uh, at least what was in print, uh, that had been going out to this establishment, okay? And that... That is, uh, that raises a huge red flag, right? So there's something at the foundation that's not being done by this business in a responsible way. And I'm not saying that it should be shut down immediately like that. I, 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 I can't say that, okay? Someone that's a business owner. But what I can say is this. If this is supposed to be a community and everyone really cares about the city, okay, and the entire region, then these these uh, business improvement districts and the administration and residents really need to start communicating instead of behind closed doors. In other words, if there was a concern with this establishment, and when I'm mayor, if there's problems as such, okay, and it's adding to the bigger problem of gang violence and murder, then I will either do two things. I'll invite them into my office so we can talk about how we can try to correct this with a better business model, with accountability, or I will go and visit them. Or I will instruct my ward leaders to go up there and see what in the hell is happening. Because you've got real butchery going on in this city, and it's embarrassing. 
It's embarrassing not only to the city, the capital district, and the entire state as a whole. And they reap what they sow. So I could say in, in the three years that I've been covering it, and I've been pleading uh, with officials to drop the hammer on criminals and criminal activity, they've waited too long. They've waited way too long. And there's also another issue that is a real issue that no one really touches, that wants, in my opinion. But we really, it goes beyond, you know, the violence. There is really a family structure issue within the city of Albany and other cities throughout the United States. Okay, and it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't. White, black, Asian, Puerto Rican, it does not matter. No family is perfect. My family is certainly not perfect. But I know we have a good, strong foundation and we can go back to those core values. And that's what I feel is missing in these scenarios where kids have nothing to do, which is another thing. You know, the after-school activities, this administration pushed them all out when they came in. So they all talk about, hey, we're going to build this $13 million uh, ramp, right, for, to park, to connect the city and the river. And we're going we're gonna, to um, create, uh, you know, you want to talk about lights in the park. And that, there's no real talk about the violence because you can have all these things that you want to do. You want to build A, B, and C, and X, Y, and Z. No one's going to come to Albany or any city for that matter, if it's not safe, period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm on these meetings with the Common Council. I watch online because it's hard for me, even though they're back in session in person, I just I can't have, I don't have the time to get down there because of my schedule. Where's the Common Council on this? I pose that query to them. Where are they? That's an elected branch that is not holding this mayor accountable. All they do is mm-hmm. acquiesce. They just go along with whatever she says, and they want to talk about lights in the park. These people don't even understand. You're not even going to have lights in the park anymore. Do you want to know why? Because no one's going to come to the city. No one is. It's not safe. They're not going to pack up their kids for a nice holiday treat in fear of being shot or even be witness to violence because it plays with your mind, and you have to deal with that for the rest of your life. And even when I, I watched our our neighbor, David, on the corner store back in May, died. I was called 911. I was one of the first four people on that scene. And to watch him die in front of my eyes still messes with my head. And still no one shows up. No ward leaders. No one comes out to the residents and businesses. They don't. And I am doing my best to get out there even more so than I have been in the past few years. I mean, uh, Pastor Charlie, we're all trying and it just seems to fall on deaf ears. And they just want to push blitz. You know, look, if they want to close down a bar, okay, well, then why not, if that's a nuisance, then why not shut down some of these stores that are harboring gangs or drug deals? What's the difference then? If you're going to be an authoritarian about it, then shut them all down. So it's, it's very strange of how... Um, you know, and like I said, I, I really, honestly, I'm not privy to any past complaints uh, about Cafe Hollywood on, on Lark Street. I, I just don't know. I'm going off, you know, what I've been reading about in the past few days. But I really fear, feel rather, that there is a real lack of clear civil communication and a real sense of neighborhood. Because everyone claims we're a great neighborhood, we're good. Then hold your neighbors accountable. Get on them. That's what these bid districts uh, are, uh, are for these improvement districts 
But everyone is just hiding behind trees instead of getting out, being open and honest with each other about really caring for this community. But, but you know, Greg, the gun violence in the city of Albany, we're not unique. There's That's gun right. Violence, there's gun violence all over the country. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you believe that other elected officials might be doing better than Kathy Sheehan and trying to alleviate this problem? Yeah, I'll give you one person that comes to mind, Sheriff Craig Apple. There's an elected official that, does, that is coming in, helping out our depleted police force in Albany and trying to get it back on track by dropping the hammer, you know, pulling over suspicious cars. Um, and, if, and if you're not doing anything wrong, you know, then you're on your way. But that's, that's what everyone faces when you leave your house. Now you're in the general public. So if there's a concern or a possibility of an ominous tone, then we're all subject to getting checked for that. I certainly have in my life. I know there's differences uh, with race. I'm aware of all that. But I certainly have been checked that way. And everything checks out, you go on your way. But that's, you know, there are people out there doing it. But when, when you talk about gun violence, and it is happening all throughout the U.S., right, like Chicago. And it's funny because that, that's, mm-hmm. it's not funny, but, I mean, it, it, it's, it's ironic, I should say, in the way of, you know, this, this current mayor is from Chicago. And what's happening there is a very parallel narrative, I feel. And, you know, you want to eradicate guns off the street? I'm with you on that, okay? I am. But here's the thing that people don't understand, and history's taught us this. You take guns off the street, they'll come at you with knives. You take knives off the street, they'll come at you with clubs. You take clubs off the street, you're still back to bare knuckles. There's always going to be a beef. This world is imperfect. But to keep educating youngsters especially that this is unique is is, uh, certainly sad and dangerous. And that's where the underlining... Uh, lack of education comes in and family structure and after-school activities to keep, look, I, I've said this before, and I've, you know, in your audience for three years now, Cynthia, anyone who's listening mm-hmm. is willing to come, I will take them for a field trip around our 78-year-old business in the West Hill. I'll, I'll introduce you to really great people that still live there, great businesses that want better lives. Everyone mm-hmm. is tired of this, but someone, you know, it's, look, the elected, I certainly am not going to be the panacea. I can't make, wave a magic wand. It's impossible, but I'm willing to take the steps of trying to connect people and have civil discourse and bring everyone together. And when you have administrations here and across the country that aren't denouncing it, that point fingers and sweep it under the carpet, you've got real future issues that it's going to be even harder to to get out of that hole. And that's what I feel and fear for this, for this capital city. Um, and it saddens me. It really does because I'm seeing people literally had a discussion yesterday, a childhood friend that was, uh, lived in Albany, sold his house within a week, he moved to Colony. He's done. That's just one example. I, my friend's businesses that they own in Albany, they're not living in Albany anymore, restaurant owners. They just can't take it. You know why? You know what the reason is? 
lack of communication, and they don't feel the administration has their back. It's very my way or no way. That's a very bully system. Yet they say they're all against that. They're not for community. They're not. It, it's false. And uh, I just feel that we need to have these types of conversations on even larger platforms so the general public in the city and the capital district knows that someone like myself, Greg Adela, is thinking about them and is willing to work with the entire capital district to bolster the city so it can be the beacon again for the entire region, 100%. So Kathy Sheehan, if elected, will be serving a third term. She mm-hmm. came into office in 20, she was elected in 2013. And you know, you've lived in, in and around Albany all your life. Mm-hmm. When Kathy first became mayor, did you see the seeds of, the, of these problems that we're talking about? Did you see them uh, germinating at that point? Well, good question. So there's two things, right? So I'm, I'm human just like everybody else, right? So there's a couple things with human nature. You want to be forgiven and you want to give the benefit of the doubt. And also people want to get the benefit of the doubt, right? That's, that's what makes uh, honorable humans, I feel. So two things. One, I saw our neighborhood, and I'm 47. I've seen it drastically change uh, in the last 30 years, drastically, okay? Not for the better, okay? So I said, okay, here's someone perhaps that has an outside, uh, even though her record really wasn't that strong uh, with with her positions within the city before she became mayor, that Mm -hmm. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. I'll, I'll really give her the benefit of the doubt. And I don't think she's backed up really anything. I mean, she's welched on everything. You know, I'm only going to, she's for term limits. I'm only going to be, you know, I want to uh, just do two terms. And she runs for a third. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that, you know, even my own experience. And look, I, I've never slung mud at her at all. And I still won't because it's, it's, it's dumb. It, it, it's just, if they want to hit me with anything about inexperience, fine. But to throw mud is just, again, a scapegoat of trying to get to what really needs to be done in Albany. And mm-hmm. she, you cannot be absent. She, and in my opinion, look, she, she's an elitist that governs from an ivory tower. That's it. And that's my real brief summation of it. So I just think that this area definitely deserves way better representation. And to lift up these departments that are so demoralized, and I mean that with the police department, fire department, water department, DGS, these are hardworking men and women that some of them just don't even want to go to work anymore. And, and I, look, with, this, with my campaign, what you, and the other candidates will speak to it, you get to, you know, other unions, they invite you in to talk. And mm-hmm. you... you you talk with them and meet with them over a couple of meetings. And I don't know if your audience knows this, all these unions, they've all backed Kathy Sheehan, all of them. We had our meetings. Then they get back to you within a week or two. All of them have backed this administration. And that's probably out of fear. And I respect everyone's livelihood. I have no ill will when these unions call me and say, you know, we really liked your presentation. We like your passion. We like your family history but we're going to support the mayor. I wish them luck. I said, I understand that. There's no hard feelings. And I truly feel that. 
But if people really want change, you cannot be scared. And I understand change is hard in life. I understand that. But we're talking about life and death. And I'm very intimate with it. And seeing these shootings and murders happen on our block time and time again. Um, So I just think that uh, all of that combined, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. And I think a majority of the city has as well. I just think they're fed up with it because she's done nothing, nothing, nothing to help okay. out curb this violence. Okay, you you just used the word scared. Mm-hmm. Let me take that one step further. Why sure. do you think? Why do you think people, mm-hmm. all kinds of people from all walks of life in the city of Albany? Why are they afraid to step up and make some noise like you are doing? Because I I feel that they're afraid of uh, retribution or vindictiveness. And we're not. I mean, the, the thing is, is we're just, you know, and I'll speak on behalf of my family and myself. Is you know, look, 78 years in a small business USA, is difficult, especially when you're in a city now that's not run like it was. I mean, this is two different parties here. You know, you had corning Democrats, and now you have this new wave of Democrats that really just, it's a complete dichotomy. And, you know, before it's like, hey, if you had a problem or concern, everyone was there. It was a community. Okay, everything's settled. Great. Thanks so much for showing up. Great. We meet in the middle. Awesome. This is the form of community. Now it's not. You know, Pastor Charlie and myself, they, they want to hear from the residents and businesses. And, and I, look, this is happening right on our block. So I'm making efforts over the past three years to extend that olive branch, which I still do to the day. Yet you're taken as an enemy. Yet I've never said anything personal or bad. I just think the character of this administration and the lack of denouncing violence or really uh, getting involved and, and – um, having some civic pride and bringing the morale up of the city is not with them. So I can't speak on behalf of other people or businesses. I can't. And, and, and you know what? We've said this before over the years, Cynthia. There is a lack of severe apathy within this city. No one at the end of the day really cares. How do I say that and how do I know that? Look at the past polling numbers. Look at the primary of this year. No one showed up. No one showed up. Then you've got 2017, less than 18,000 people voted in a city of registered voters of 52,000. That's mm-hmm. saying something because they feel helpless. You know, I got that going door to door when I had, I had to work really hard just to get on this ballot as a third party independent. I had two and a half times uh, more of everything to, to, to get on it. And darn it, we did. And I think that's, uh, encouragement from above to say, hey, look, you know, uh, keep leading with your heart. Because I feel this is really about humanity. And, and morale goes further than money. Sometimes I, that's the way I view things, 100%. And I'm not going to let uh, a community such as Albany become desensitized to murder. And, um, and I see it every day. We, we're, 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 it's we're there. We're in the thick of it. And, you know, like I said before, 
we have trust within the community because the community knows that we're there. Okay? We help as a partner. What's frightening to businesses here and throughout the states, okay, is we have innate trust. But what's happening now is when other people are coming in from other areas that don't know us or other businesses, that's what's really scary. Um, so these are real uh, life big issues um, that, that need to be addressed. And I implore other businesses and residents listening to this and your show over the years to, to have a voice. Instead of being a keyboard warrior, get out and, and get involved and tr- at least try. Look, this is all new to me, right? This is a whole pivot shift for me after a 20-year entertainment career. But I am, aside from employing people to get involved, I actually try to inspire people to get involved and walk this path, at least so they can understand because, you know, I've had people come at me um, uh, and, and try to get me out of the race. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's never going to happen. Why would I do mm-hmm. that? You know, I, I, you know the, everyone in this country has a right to stand up for themselves and their community. That's how the, the, the law of the land was set up. And, I, you know, I'll be damned if anyone's going to bully me into doing such things. There's no way. Um, so I'm really ready to get to work. I'm ready to inspire, empower people, lift them up, and, and let, uh, you know, the, the, the good men and women of the police department, and that's their study, within doing their job to do it and uh, appreciate more of what Sheriff Apple does for the city so we can work together as a true community and stop this hundred year bickering um, and spinning of wheels um, and stand up for what's right. But, but Craig Apple is a county elected official, not a city elected official, right? Exactly. And that's my point. He's coming in on the county and doing something. I can't tell you what's going on in the city elected officials. That's, that's my point. I, like, you know, I, I haven't heard anything from any type of talk from the council about what happened in the past week or let alone the past three years what I've been covering. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even, if, even though Sheriff Apple is county elected, we're all still the same community. So if, and it's proof. The, these people uh, that this administration is electing or appointing are falling short. And, and you know what? And they're tired. The police, the policemen and firemen and women and the police women, they're tired. They're exhausted. I mean, the papers don't report that. They're leaving left and right for other jobs. And... That is coming from the low morale that is given to them from the top. And um, we just need, we need to, look, we're going to have to bring in everybody we can to try to get this straightened out. Mm -hmm. You know, Albany County, everyone's got to step up. Because, look, 
like you said, this isn't unique to Albany, Cynthia, and you know that. And your listeners are smart. They know that as well, okay? If we don't quell this noise that's happening in the cities, USA, it's going to creep into the suburbs faster and faster. And where are you going to mm-hmm. go and hide? Where are you going to go and hide? Because a straight bullet has no name on it. And, and they hit and they kill. Um, it's, uh, I know the mountain ahead of me, and I know the mountain that's going to face me when I'm in it, uh, in the position. Uh, but I'm, I'm willing to, to uh, put my life on pause for the next four years to, uh, to do what I feel is absolutely right for humanity within my hometown. Okay, we have just like five minutes left. Yes. Let me ask you this question. From your perspective, 25 words or less, what do you think of the state of the race mayor in the city of Albany? What do I think of the state of the race of mayor of Albany? Well, I Mm -hmm. think it's, I think what's happening is, positive to where uh, people are stepping up and getting involved and it's uh, rattling cages to listen to new people, new perspectives. And um, I feel it'll be an interesting race. One that's probably going to be the most interesting that has been in several years. And I implore people to look into um, Candidates, especially mine, you can learn at gregformayor2021.com and get involved. I'm accessible. And by all means, come November 2nd, do your research and get out and vote. Okay. So we have like two minutes left. Um, Give your contact information, how they can contact you, donate to your campaign, be a volunteer. Yes. So thank you for that. So uh, you can go to my website, gregformayor2021.com. You can learn all about me there. You can donate there. You can also drop uh, me an email on the contact page. Uh, And if, you know, I'm very accessible. You want to uh, sit down. I'll meet you anywhere. I'll listen to concerns. Um, This is, this is part of the journey is to listen and learn. You can drop me an email at greg at gregformayor2021.com. You know, as the uh, race for mayor comes closer and closer to election day, you know, I'd like to interview all the candidates on an ongoing basis because the problems in the city of Albany are not going to solve themselves. It takes leadership and it takes commitment. And I think by... And I think by the candidates articulating what their leadership skills are, what their commitment is, maybe we could have a better Albany come tomorrow and in the future. So you've been listening to Greg Adela, who is a, a candidate for mayor on the independence line in the city of Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook. Followers on Twitter. Greg, um, I always enjoy talking with you and I look forward to talking with you in the future. Thanks for, thanks for coming on and thank you everybody for listening. Have a wonderful thank you, day. Cynthia. Bye. Bye bye.